Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, we have the start of a brand new series for you today, and I'm very excited for you to hear it. You see, we're coming up toward the end of when I'm going to be the interim host of One Shot. We have a lot of pre-recorded audio, some games that James ran, and we have uh, part of the audition process for the new host of One Shot that is going to be appearing here on the stream eventually. So, this is kind of a, a going away for me. I asked James if he would want to run one more game with me before I was no longer doing this. He said yes, uh, because my only other appearance uh, in the in the GM seat for One Shot was when I ran Iron Edit Accelerated a few years ago. So I asked James what kind of game he wanted. He said, a heist. I said, great. Back in my mind, I don't have any systems that I can think of that can do heists that haven't already featured on the network. So I indulged in a little bit of well, self-indulgence, and uh, chose my own Etic Engine. Now, the Etic Engine is the system that you have heard play out on the Puppet Strings feed, if you listen to that show, where I sort of uh, designed the game live with Alex Flanagan and B. Zelda and Jeff Stormer, and it powers Iron Editor Reforged. But the system itself can be reskinned to do anything. So, in this session, we do a heist. Or at least that's how we started it off. Anyway, this is called Into the Wizard's Tower. There is a lot going on. We have some amazing, amazing performers that were hand-selected by James, and I am really excited for you to listen to this. So with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Hello, heroes, and welcome to this week's episode of One Shot. I am extremely excited uh, in what will very likely be the the last recording that I have here as an interim host. Who knows? There may be surprises down the road. We will find out. But today, we are playing a heist game that is powered by my own Etic engine. And I have an absolutely stellar, stellar group of players here with me. We are going to begin with the person who in Zoom is on my left. I have no idea if it looks like that to them, so it may be a surprise, but Aaron, hi. Hello, hi. To me, I'm on your right, but okay. what are you going to do? Um, hi, I'm Aaron Rain, <laughs> uh, and should I introduce my character? Uh, introduce yourself first. We'll get to characters in a moment. Great. I'm Aaron Rain. Uh, you might know me as Crashly on Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, and I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we have a tradition here on One Shot. We do an icebreaker question. So, Aaron, what is your favorite heist story? Okay. I thought about this for a minute, and uh, stick with me on this. There's an episode of The Golden Girls where Dorothy wins the lottery. She wins $10,000 on a scratch-off and then puts it in a pocket of a jacket 
that jacket gets put in the donation pile. What? And they have to break in to get the jacket back from the shelter where it goes to. And listen, is it Ocean's Eleven? No. (laughs) But they do have to talk to a security guard and fake their way in. And then they learn a valuable lesson, which is that they don't need that $10,000 as much as the people they meet. Um, And Mm -hmm. I don't remember much else about it other than feeling very melancholy while watching it. And like, wow, they really, those old ladies learned a lesson. (laughs) Which I think is what most good heists, I I feel like that's at the end of most good heists. That someone at least has learned a lesson. That some yeah. old ladies learn a lesson. Those yeah, old really. ladies learn a lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Note, n- a new, new, new rule. I think for everybody t- telling about their favorite heist stories, mm. we do unless it is Ocean's Eleven. We do have to say, is it Ocean's Eleven, and then confirm that okay. it is not. Ocean's <laughs> Thank no, you. That, that, that works perfectly. Um, yeah. Heroes, you may have recognized one of those voices that just chimed in there. It's our own James D'Amato. Say hi, James. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna <laughs> go, go, go to, to the straight <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see this joke coming. I'm just gonna maneuver. Into, oh no, nope, no! Nope, nope, the real. bus swerved directly at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, heroes. Uh, it's you know interesting to be on this side of the introduction. Um, but I'm James D'Amato. I am the host of the Campaign Skyjacks podcast, the author of the Ultimate RPG Guide series published by Adams Media. And I guess coming up right now, around the time this is coming out, we are gearing up, I I believe, we are gearing up for a Skyjacks miniseries called Skyjoust, uh, inspired by sports anime. It follows teams of teenage, uh, like, Griffinback jousting champions uh, who are competing in, in a big championship. Uh, There's a lot of exciting stuff uh, that's coming out for it. There's art that by now should be shared around everywhere. I guess maybe. Who knows? Twitter probably doesn't exist. I don't know where I'm sharing this art. But it's (laughs) going to be good, folks. You're going to want a front row seat. Fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to see all of that. I, I, I will have a hand in some of it, I'm sure. But I also will have baby stuff. So who knows? Again, the future is a is a murky mess. Uh, James. What is your favorite high story, and is it Ocean's Eleven? I was I was trying to think about my favorite heist story, and I think that's like one of those questions where too many options jump to mind for me to like whittle down, which one's my favorite? So instead, I'm simply going to tell you about a heist movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen that I like very much. Um, it is called Maiden Heist. Uh it stars like Robert De Niro and, and William H. Macy uh, and I believe Morgan Freeman. Um, and they play old men who work in and like are around a museum who have each fallen in love with one of the pieces of art. And they conspire to steal the pieces of art that mean so much to them. Uh and like the film is just like about how these are really old, sweet guys who just care so deeply about these pieces of art who are just so deeply affected by it. It's adorable. Uh, now, is it Ocean's Eleven? No. no. But it is very sweet. 
and it it uh, like really wants to grapple with you know what what do we own uh, in in terms of art like that that affects us how, how much does it truly belong to us and uh, you know what what would you what do we do when people more powerful than us want want to take away the beautiful things in the world mm-hmm. it's great that do those old ladies learn a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't think I. I actually kind of think the old men get. I like. I don't remember if they get away with it actually. Mm. Um. Uh. So I. I gotta say, I feel like you don't learn your lesson if you get away with the heist. How much of a lesson did you really That's learn? Fair. That you. you know? That you can get away with a heist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big lesson, actually. That is a big lesson. Yeah. Uh. That's another <laughs> familiar voice that you just heard chime in there, and it's the one, the only Jeff Stormer. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Jeff Storm. Hey, I Jeff. Host of, uh, I, thank you. I am one of the hosts of All My Fantasy Children on the One Shot Network, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts. I am also the host of Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Uh, I also make games sometimes, and if you think back into the old times onto a website that used to exist called Twitter, you might remember me from, from some jokes about the great clown Paleochi. Uh, that's me. Pretty much in a nutshell, that's the, the me. I think I, I can't sum up who I am as a person better than those three things. Fantastic. He's like if that joke grew legs. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then became depressed and then went to a doctor. <laughs> I got recommended to see himself of all things. It's amazing. Uh, uh, Jeff, <laughs> what is your favorite high story? Um, my favorite heist story is ma- is one that is not one heist, but hundreds and hundreds of heists over the better part of 50 years. Uh, let me tell you about my beloved, my, my beloved, beloved good friends, Lupin and Jigen and Goemon and Fujiko and also sometimes Zenigata, even though he's technically a cop and chasing them. I love Lupin the Third with all of my heart. It is a thing that, like, it is... Every iteration of I love every iteration of it on its own merits, even when they're vastly different. I love a woman called Fujiko Mine. I love Lupin. I love the green shirt, the red shirt, the blue the blue jacket. I just it's a series about like a bunch of weird, fairly fair a bunch of weird bisexual disasters stealing <laughs> things, and also Columbo's son shows up at one point and he skateboards. Hell yeah. There's nothing better than this. Is it Ocean's Eleven? No, no it's not Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. But it is It is uh, delightful and fun and just profoundly weird, which are the things that I look for in entertainment. Fantastic. Uh, next, we have a, uh, a, a performer, a gamer who is new to me, but I'm very excited to have on here. Jules, say hi. Hi. <laughs> what's up <laughs> say more than hi tell the people who you are okay <laughs> hey i'm jules um i'm the host of the pod has been cast a sci-fi dungeons and dragons podcast um uh that's me <laughs> it's good listen to it oh yeah and what is your favorite heist story Okay, I'm going to say my favorite heist story is a heist movie that did not get enough love, I think, when it came out just a few years ago. I think it was largely ignored, and it's a fucking crime, if you ask me. It's called Widows. 
It stars I, Viola Davis. I really Davis. thought you were going to say Ocean's Eleven. I was, I was waiting for it. I was like, this is a failed to it. We <laughs> are walking up to jokes and then turning the other way. Power move is what it is. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm full of power moves. All right. It's Widows. It's got Viola Davis. It's got uh, Cynthia Revo, uh Other uh, famous, uh, you know, actors. Um, it's great. It's it's really uh, fabulous. And it's not Ocean's Eleven, but fuck Ocean's Eleven. I hate those guys. <laughs> those pieces of shit. Watch Widows instead. Awesome. Uh, and I would be uh, doing at least myself a disservice if I didn't list my own favorite heist story, which is The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch. Uh, it is a, a fantasy novel. It is the first of... What is supposed to be a seven book series, I believe the first three have come out. Scott has had uh, uh, some 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 issues and I begrudge him not the time he is taking uh, to, to get these books out. But I have never I've never read books where I was as tense and waiting to see what happened and what the twists were uh better than any than 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 any movie that i've seen that does a heist like it had me on the edge of my seat while i was reading a novel and that is uh a unique experience for me is it oceans 11 no but i think it's better than oceans 11 and you should absolutely uh go check it out uh it's it's uh it's a delightful read and i i know that i I based at least one RPG character off of a couple of the people in, in that, in that book, because they just are so fucking cool. So much style, just amazing. Uh, so what we are doing today is we are, as I mentioned, playing a heist game. Uh, when I reached out to James to get another, uh, to sort of one last game in, uh, before, uh, I transition on, uh, I asked what he wanted to play and he said a heist. And I was trying to think of systems, that we could do a heist game in and a lot of them have already featured here on one shot. And so I did the natural thing and I picked my own game because <laughs> why not? Uh, so the edit engine is the system that powers iron edit reforged, which you can hear the production of on, uh, Oh, Jeff, what is the name of the podcast? Good God. Uh, it's, uh, Iron Edit Reforged Puppet, Puppet Strings, strings and thank also you. Iron Edit Reforged The Bubble, yes. uh, which I believe is on the Iron Edit Puppet Strings feed. Uh, it, it, I've, I haven't edited it yet. It's not up yet. Um, but um, Puppet Strings is, and that's the podcast where Jeff and uh, Alex Flanagan and V. Zelda and I uh, worked together to develop what the what this system is. Uh, so the Edit Engine is a system that is designed for... Uh, purely collaborative storytelling it is designed to emulate uh the kinds of fiction that we see in movies and tv in that we can frame scenes and tell them from whatever perspectives uh, we want to it has a lot of mechanical things that come from a lot of different uh places and i uh really like what it does so what we're going to do is we're going to start off and we're going to introduce the characters that we are playing today and uh, then we're just going to uh, set up the first scene for this high fantasy heist we have going on. And we are going to uh, we're going to see what happens. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you do us a favor and set the tone by introducing the character you're going to be uh, portraying for this session? Absolutely. You know, we were talking about a fantasy heist. You know, we're, we're robbing a wizard, and it really only felt right to go in one direction. 
So I am playing Dr. Aloysius Doc Splendiferum, who is uh, a tinkerer. Uh, Doc is wears uh, like a checker, like a not a checkered suit, but like kind of a plaid suit uh, with a three a three piece suit with a vest and a a, a pocket watch. His gender is a room full of whirligigs, and his his three details. Every character in the Edic Engine has three details. My details, my excellent detail is look at all my wonderful toys. My good detail is I see the world is full of joy, and my fair detail is my obligations I avoid. Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic, uh, Jeff. Uh, who would you like to have introduce their character next? I would love to hear, um, Aaron, why don't you introduce your character next? Sure thing. So um, I'm playing Flannel Lynn Yarn. My archetype is the brain. Um, Gender is the sound of a scratching quill. Um, My excellent detail is don't fight, think. My good detail is move over, I've got this. And my fair detail is machines are easier than people. Um, and flannel Lynn is a, is a shorter of stature, um, sort of boxier framed middle age woman with mousy brown hair, a plaid shirt and, uh, you know, some glasses that she likes to push up. She looks like, um, like someone who writes romance novels is how I picture flannel Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. And, and maybe she does. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> that would be a delight. Who would you like to go next, Aaron? How about James? I am playing Betazam, the overpushed. He is, uh, his gender is uh, an extremely wet bus seat. Um, <laughs> and. The important thing about him really is that he is a genie, like a straight up genie from a lamp. He cannot like he's got all this power, but he can't use it uh, on his own initiative. Somebody has to wish for stuff. He is in the business of monkey pawing people. (laughs) So you're probably going to regret whatever wish you get from him. And he like is sort of a, a wispy, almost like uh, somewhat incorporeal being. And I think he's like a gross, liquidy, milky white. Um, oh. And he just has he's got a weak jaw. Um, and that's like kind of his most notable feature. <laughs> Magic, it's like a drippy, magic wills you, yeah go for it magic wills you into existence and you got a weak jaw that's yeah that's sad. <laughs> messed that up. uh all right uh, james who would you like to see go next i got i i have to go with with my master jewel <laughs> you better believe it hey i'm playing uh brett uh brett is gonna be <laughs> The muscle in this operation. Uh, Brett's gender is the rock and the hard place. He's like a big, he's a big boy. He's got, um, I think, gray sweatpants and like a A-line t-shirt. Carries a gym bag with him. Uh, His details are, his excellent detail is a bull in a china shop. Uh, His good detail is thick, but thick. And fair detail is never skips leg day. 
Wonderful. And I am rounding things out uh, here. I am playing Spender Thrift, who is the face. Uh, gender is a shot of high-end alcohol. Uh, excellent detail is Silver Tongue Empty Coin Purse. Uh, good detail is Never Met a Face That Didn't Trust Me. And fair detail is A Knife in the Ribs is an Effective Argument. Uh, so when, when I imagine um, an Etic Engine game sort of in general, it always... Uh, throughout all of, of Puppet Strings and the Bubble, it always uh, was presented in my mind almost like an animated feature, right? And so whenever the camera cuts to Spender, it always starts to look like an anime. He is, his proportions are extremely long and extremely lean. Like when he, he's leaning up against a wall and, and has like one knee up and it's really pointy. Right, he's just all angles and like lanky black hair that's over 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 their eyes and like uh, a cigarette hanging out of the corner of of their mouth, like that's that's Spender. Uh, just a whole bunch a whole bunch of style and uh, frankly, not a whole lot of substance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are the people that we are embodying today. What we need to do, uh, we should let everyone know because the listeners uh, should have the same information uh, that we have, uh, sort of who our target for this heist is. Uh, we answered some questions about about this setup, uh, and uh, I don't think we need to go through all the specific questions necessarily. Uh, actually, God, as I'm looking at these, maybe we do. These are really good. Oh, oh, these are fantastic. Uh, well, they, they are very good. But did we did we talk about this perhaps being bonus content? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're there, and James is 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 and listeners, they're so they're so and James so good. They're so good. They're a little juicy. You you, you can't. Live and so you, you need can't. to go to patreoncom slash one shot RPG. Uh, <laughs> slash wait, it's, I was going to one, one shot podcast. So, uh, don't go to one slash one shot RPG yeah. because that's the secret Patreon that's a trap. Yeah. And you will be attacked by javelinas. <laughs> but if you go to one shot, uh, if you go to patreoncom slash one shot podcast, there you will find yes. our Patreon. And that oh, this delicious piece of bonus content that's so listen, good. Listen, It'll so make good. everything so yum, much better. Yum, this episode yum. is great. It is free to listen to. It's a really free to listen experience but you know if you want the advantage if you're trying to win if you're trying to win at listening to this podcast you're really which gonna, you should with every podcast be trying to win trying that to win podcast. your podcast that's what are you mistake. doing yeah p- podcasts are a competitive sport get with the times you need to win and you do that's that real. by becoming a patron you have to be the five dollars five dollars and up We'll get you access to the secret archive that has all of the bonus content including all the character creation and all of the uh, you're going to find out about the stuff as we play, but uh, the Etic Engine is predicated on the idea that as players, uh, so we can have a cohesive experience and we are all uh, building context together. We sort of set up the end of the story and we play towards it. So we are attempting to steal something from the Wizard, capital W Wizard. What is it that we're stealing? Who would like to provide the answer to that question? Aaron, you looked so yeah, ready. Hit it. I was like, who thought of it? But it was not me, but I love it. So we are stealing the fun snow globe of this wizard, which contains all the fun in the town that he's stolen the, away. The wizard's fun snow yeah. globe. Yeah, the wizard's fun snow globe. The wizard's fun snow globe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
spoilers, we're going to steal it. We know this to be mm-hmm. true. This is the, the arc that we are playing towards. But the thing is, we do not know how that is going to happen. And we also don't know yet how this story kicks off. So uh, I am kind of because I am the, the primary designer on the system and because I'm hosting, I'm kind of in the GM seat, but this is going to be collaborative. So I'm going I'm to step back away from that once uh, we're all familiar with the procedure, but I'll start us off. We need to frame a scene. We need to have the five of us uh, in some situation that we can uh, begin uh, playing through. And I think that the initial conversation of how we all decide that this is what we're going to do and why it's the five of us would be a really fun space to explore. Does that work for for everybody else? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So where is this taking place? Where where are we all sort of huddled up together deciding that this is the this is the the plan. This is this is our grand idea. We are going to steal the snow globe from the wizard. The fun snow globe. The wizard's fun snow globe. Might this be a fitness class that Brett is teaching? Oh, I'd love that. Or like the <laughs> the post fitness class snack drink. I would love it if this uh, if if this meeting has if we have all walked in maybe we see our maybe we get like our visual introductions for our characters as we walk into a spin class and then the actual discussion of the plan is us on the bikes at a spin class. (laughs) Absolutely, I I am I'm here for this. Uh, Well, Brett, it's your spin class, so um, and and we know the end goal is that we're going to establish. Uh, all of us working together to to steal the the wizard's fun snow globe. So that's the that's the point we need to reach at the end of the scene is we need to have that plan and have it ready to be set in motion. So what's the what's the spin class look like, Brett? Uh, yeah, it's totally empty. Um, <laughs> but there are a bunch of bikes set up and mirrors all over the wall so you can see yourself um, dying in every angle. Um, and uh, Brett's up at the front of the class. And Brett's already going. Class hasn't started yet, but Brett needs to work up a sweat before things kick off. Um, you know, uh, just like pouring water from the squeeze water bottle over himself as he's like... <laughs> going his hair he's i think he's got his hair back in like uh one of those sweatbands um you see i'm talking this like this is a fantasy like because i've never set foot in a gym in my life uh, but i imagine this is what it looks like and there's like something high powered coming over the speaker like a sort of thing yeah yeah um beta zam is in the room with Brett, uh, because Beta Zam is Brett's genie. Right. Um, uh, I, I am, you know, in service to Brett until such a time that that service should end. That's ill defined. Um, <laughs> I think that Beta Zam is there to distribute fresh towels. Now, the thing about Beta Zam is that's nearly impossible. <laughs> it's like a derby Steve Buscemi. <laughs> truly moist he's just so wet and he is sort of like 
around the mirrors. And Jewel said something that I absolutely love uh, is that you can see yourself dying from all angles. <laughs> the reason that Brett can like afford to run this spin class in this room is these mirrors are enchanted mirrors that show you different ways that you could potentially die. So you are kind of spiking spinning away from your your various deaths like that's that's how he's like trying to sell the class and it's not been a super successful uh, push quite yet but i got towels in case can i it becomes more successful can i propose a can i can i throw out a character detail to the two of you that i think that has popped into my head that is very funny mm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Is the mm -hmm. arrangement that Brett has one wit like Brett has one proper wish left and is just not thought to use it. <laughs> so Beta Sam is just constantly like Just waiting. It's just like, you know, you can make that a wish. You can, you can wish that. Yeah, I'm sure Brett has just royally fucked the first couple of wishes. <laughs> well, that's what understand. for me. You fucked him for me. Because they're supposed to go bad. <laughs> They're supposed to go really bad. <laughs> has it has it hasn't happened yet. No ironic lesson yet. Dude, you teach me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your help, bro. I think I think um Flannel's gonna walk in like very in a very like appropriate outfit for like this. Um pretty covered up but you know like wearing what people wear here with a towel around her neck and um a whistle around her neck just in case anything goes wrong um <laughs> that's appropriate yeah, yeah <laughs> totally but is also concerned walking in because saw a sign on the door that said um the lights will now be on and there will be no candles lit and there will be no um that there's only one like band that's allowed to play and so i'm just kind of like <laughs> Walking in, like, did the wizard take away, like, the things that made this acceptable for me? Because I like to ride in the dark so that I can't see the things. It's extremely bright in here. It's very bright. I don't like, it makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll turn over to uh, Flannel as uh, she walks in. I'll be like... Hey, stranger who I've never met, go ahead and hop on a bike for your private bike lesson. Like, winking, like, really big. Okay, and I'm going to go towards the back and try to find a bike towards the back. <laughs> it's like there are two rows of spin bikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so very empty. Yeah. I'll just I'll be back here. Uh, I, I, I think that Spender walks in after that, and... Um, Spender is wearing like very wearing jeans and a blazer and a t-shirt, right? Like I I think that Spender thought that the 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 cover of coming here to do one of uh one of Brett's spin classes was was just that like no one in this town has fun anyway. It doesn't like I don't need to pretend that I'm going to a spin class. So he's just dressed in street clothes and sure. walks in and it's, it's, it's so bright. They glance at a mirror and, and, and see themselves uh, almost get decapitated uh, by looks away before it can even happen. Like this is, this is not, not what I expected. Um, 
<laughs> you turn away from that vision of your death right into a slightly soggy towel. <laughs> Here you are, stranger. Here I am. Thank you for the towel. Is it... Has someone used this already? Is it... It's fresh. Fresh Thanks. towel. Thanks. Uh, and, and mops her face with it anyway, because it's Ooh, polite. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't judge. Looks around all the, all the, all the, all the, all the empty spin bikes, and sees flannel looking extremely uncomfortable, just, and just walks up and takes a bike directly beside her, <laughs> like. Oh hi. Hi. Just, uh, hi. Are we? Are we? Supposed to actually, you know, and like not even on a bike, just pantomimes cycling. Oh. Just cycling. I thought we were supposed to, like, get on the bikes. <sighs> I'll be back. And turns around and walks out of the room and will come back in potentially different attire in a moment. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this week I would like to draw your attention to a very, very cool bundle that is happening over on Itch that is in support of everything beautiful and wonderful about trans people and is, again, supporting, um, well, everything by J.K. Rowling. So the bundle is called Trans Witches Are Witches, and you can find a link to it in the show notes. In there, you will find upwards of 50 titles, both tabletop titles and digital from LGBTQIA plus creators. Uh, I'm one of those. This bundle was put together with a theme in mind. It's all about witches and wizards, and it is all against the release of the uh, the wizard game that has come out uh, recently from J.K. Rowling. Uh, if you didn't know, I uh, hate to break it to you, J.K. Rowling is a horrific transphobic person. And so this bundle was put together to support a bunch of wonderful queer creators and uplift their voices. The bundle is $60, which is the cost that it would take to get into the wizard game um, as well. There is a, a, a hardship bundle available for $10. The proceeds from the bundle all go to the creators. So you are directly supporting queer creators with the purchase of this bundle. Uh, let me tell you, it is doing extremely well. It is far outstripping anything that we imagine that it might do. And it's the support that it's going to provide. I, mean, I can just speak for myself. Uh, it's going to provide a lot of support to us. Um, you know, things are tight. Things don't get less expensive. And, you know, the, the extra money is going to be a huge help. So, uh, if you want to check out the link in the show notes, uh, you can just Google witches, uh, trans witches are witches, and you will almost definitely find it. Uh, it is well, well worth your support. Thanks, heroes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Um, as <laughs> this is unfolding, we are hearing in the background the the like a uh, a whir like a whirling or a whirring noise, and then we hear it gets slightly louder moments after uh, after moments after you leave the room. You hear like a series of like rapid crunching or crashing noises, like a. And then uh, we hear the whirring noise back up and flying into the room on uh, like a helicopter bicycle is Doc, um, who has proceeded to just like casually pedal this flying bicycle around the room before settling also like next to uh, settling next to flannel on the opposite side, but like hovering the bike in the air. Hello, stranger. Salutations, my friend. What a splendiferous day. Hell yeah, dude. Bring your own bike. (laughs) A few moments pass, and uh, Spender comes back in wearing uh, just a tank top and running shorts that are cut far, far, far too high. And with like a sweatband... uh, around their head and their jacket is, is draped over their shoulder and it looks like it has been cut to ribbons by some type of rotor <laughs> <sighs> walks over drapes the jacket over a spare bike and climbs onto the bike again directly next to flannel so it's just this this trio of spender and flannel and then uh, doc up on the, the floating bike I would like to amend something. We said that there were like two rows uh-huh. of bikes. I would prefer there to be like five rows okay. of yeah. bikes and you're all clustered In into like mm-hmm. one tiny the corner. Oh, yeah. 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 It's usually the darkest corner, but yeah. not, no, today. not today. <laughs> the corners are brighter for some reason. Yep. Uh, it's partially because there's a t- there's a light bulb on each of the on each of the the arms of my little helicopter. <laughs> so now now a sort of awkward strobe light effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brett will flip around. Whoa! Full class today, dude. <laughs> nice. There's a there's a long wide anime shot just panning across all the empty rows of bikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we ready to sweat today? No. <laughs> Are we ready to plan a heist? Way ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> We're going to sweat and heist at the same time, bros. <laughs> do we have to do the sweating part? Just, I heard well, we were supposed to. We need a cover in case, you know, the wizard's agents follow up on us. We're all at a spin class, working really hard, and you can also get some gains while you're at it. <laughs> Listen here, Yarn. 
I don't like you, and you don't like me, and I don't like Thrift, and Thrift doesn't like me, and I don't like Doc, and Doc doesn't like I me, like you and I don't like you Brett, don't, don't and like Brett me? doesn't like me, but we're all going to work together, okay? And then we'll go our separate ways, and we'll never see each other ever again. Am I the only one that really likes Beta Zam? I thought, I, I thought we had a nice thing going. He's yeah. He's just so he's, he's chill, moist. Yeah, he's uh, man. You know what I wish? Mm. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish? It's important uh, to no. say stuff like that. No, no, forget it. It's stupid. Never mind. <laughs> Brett, what did you want to say? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. I just uh... don't bother. He's a wish tease. <laughs> <laughs> I think we the, the the camera then cuts to like halfway through this spin class as Brett is like <laughs> getting all of us like going and we're trying to plan the heist while we're on these bikes. We're fucking white. <laughs> Everyone yeah. just hi. What is it? We need to Brett, can we slow down? Just what every podcast right. needs is a lot of heavy breathing directly into microphones. Yeah, a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> we can do yeah. a couple of minutes of low intensity, but then it's back to high and uphill. What? What is it we need? Beta Zam, you said. Oh, fuck are we stealing? Hey. A snow globe. It's, a, it's a, like, a, uh, like a glass object <laughs> with scenery. And water and glitter inside. He widens his eyes meaningfully. <laughs> What's it do? It's fun. Oh, there's no fun anymore, dude. Exactly. Exactly. But if we could get it back, there might be more fun to be wow. had. Yeah. And I bet it would really piss him off to know someone else is touching his snow globe. What? Yeah. What do we have against the wizard? You're a genie. You've got cosmic powers. Uh, shit. I got, I got fucking problems. I got problems. I got problems same as you. Okay. We don't need to get into we don't need to get into what the wizard touches. <laughs> or my misogynistic possessiveness. We don't need to get into that. What we need to get into is the wizard tower. The most guarded place in all the seven dimensions. This is a fantastic yeah. opportunity for us to set up some obstacles that we are going to need to overcome mm. as we get into the wizard's tower. Uh, if you flip over to slide six, you'll see a bunch of little squares that say detail on them. Uh, we can replace the word detail with whatever the thing actually is. And depending on the difficulty, we will assign it some boxes. So it may need multiple checks to overcome. So as we uh, are all sweating and panting away, uh, I would like each of us to come up with something that we, are, we know we are going to have to overcome as we are venturing into the wizard's tower and uh i know one thing i would like to see us uh try and try and have to do is uh 
it doesn't seem like uh, many of us are, well, athletically gifted, yes, Brett definitely is that, but acrobatically gifted, not so sure. And I, I, Listen, never skipped leg I day. think that a, uh, we're just going to call it uh, a fantasy ass laser grid uh, <laughs> uh, is exactly, oh, yeah. is exactly the kind of thing uh, that I want to see uh, going on here. So uh, let me just double check real quick on difficulties for opposition. Uh, okay. So if this is a minor threat of some kind, right, something not terribly major, uh, it gets a single box, right, a single check, a successful check from someone will overcome this threat. If it is a standard threat, it gets one box per player. Major threats get two boxes per player, and severe threats get three boxes per player. Uh, Mm -hmm. Severe threats will take us a lot of action to overcome, and that would, like, the final, final thing should probably be a severe threat and it should probably be the only one that we face because that is going to take some rounds to to get enough checks to take that down. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you are uh, looking at that. Uh, those uh, levels of severity are on page 29 of the PDF if you want to have mm-hmm. that uh, on hand uh, yourself. So the fantasy-ass laser grid, uh, that feels like, it feels like a standard type threat to me. Uh, so we're going to say, uh, that it is, uh, five boxes and I'm just going to represent that by, uh, brackets there. So, Mm, cool. Yeah. I think the fantasy ass laser grid is if, if we can add details, can we add details? Yeah. This is the, the, the Gorgoni Octabarinth. Uh, and it is made out of Gorgon eyes. So they are like lasers, but if you touch them, you turn to stone. Wow. That's tight. I like it. So the detail that I would like to add is, uh, you know how in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, like you have to do part of the Mm -hmm. game upside down? (laughs) Part of the wizard's fortress is upside like there's an upside down you have to like navigate an upside down castlevania castle well, jeff mm-hmm. jeff can i can i uh layer on to that that much like in castlevania when you get through the <laughs> castle you then have to do it again but upside down that's great so yes. all of the all Whoa. of the challenges that are in front of us we have to do the upside down version of them boss rush style yeah 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 that feels great that feels fantastic that also feels like a final thing maybe like yeah. that feels like more mm-hmm. it, it, it's at least going to be a major threat i think it's going to at least be 10 boxes okay. uh Bro. why don't we hold on to that one for now yeah i like I, it i i truly yeah, pop, love yeah, it d- i truly yeah. pop, love pop it, it in there pop it in there and pop 10 boxes on that because that's yeah. that because it because we 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 know what the the obstacles are but they're all backwards and mm-hmm. flipped mm-hmm. it's very good a sentient um, <laughs> what? what is being written here? This is amazing. That will kick amazing. your ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went with a sentient moon that will amazing. kick your ass in honor of my dear friend Jeff Stormer. The moon is uh, sentient, it was to kick your ass. <laughs> it will kick your ass unless you solve a riddle. So we do we do have to deal with a riddle. Okay, of course. Or just kick the moon's ass. We have approaches, and that's what matters. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I I will I will then uh, I think that if um, 
if we're able to solve the riddle, it's just a it's just a minor threat, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just a single box. Yeah. You solve the riddle, good to go. If we attempt to kick the moon's ass, <laughs> uh, then that's going to be a standard threat. So we've got two different tracks we can. Okay, uh, I like that. We can, like we that can approach Great. there. Uh, oh, so yeah. we have the riddle. Spell riddle properly, uh, and then uh, ass kicking. <laughs> Fabulous. All right, so we have two more obstacles that we need. What are, what else are we thinking? I think I, so. Oh, uh, no, please. Bright used to be one of the wizard's apprentices, mm-hmm. so I think the wizard has a team of young wizards called the Wiz Kids. And they're mm-hmm. like sort of his uh, main security force. Mm. All right. I'm already writing that down for you. The Wiz kids. Is that feeling feeling like a standard threat to you? Yeah. Five boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. They're um, multiple threats. Okay. Know? Fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude it's gotta be. it's gotta it has to be so yes yeah. an underwater level of the castle you have to pass through but it's also full of snakes water snakes <laughs> truly yeah. the like worst video game <laughs> nonsense absolutely ridiculous all in one place yeah oh it, it, it's also an escort mission somehow oh yeah. oh no please oh, no man. i hate those I, we'll have to see where the driving level fits into this game. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like walk too far away from the escort you get like an alert that's like i can't find you they spent a long time walking into a wall oh man so bad. i am going to and and you all uh take a look at this as i am uh i'm gonna put some arrows uh in here using the wonderful uh technology that we have available to us and you all can let me know what you think the uh if this makes sense as a progression for this for this story since we're we're doing this all all together uh but it seems to make sense to me that we uh, do the fancy ass laser grid, right? That's like the, that's the security mm-hmm. system you have to bypass first. Uh, you get past that and you have to talk to uh, the sentient moon that will kick your ass unless you solve a riddle. Uh, that immediately proceeds to the underwater level of the castle that you have to pass through, but it's also full of snakes. It may also be an escort mission. It really just depends on how things fall out with the moon, I guess. Uh, <laughs> then we have to face the whiz, uh, the whiz kids. And I really do uh, appreciate uh whoever put a Z on kids uh, as opposed to the yeah, S that yeah. I typed that it's a, an upgrade in the strictest sense <laughs> had of the to word. Be had to be done. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we have the upside down Castlevania castle as, as the last thing before we get to whatever the final challenge uh, will be. And I think uh, right now we'll hold off on defining that final challenge. I'm sure there will be details we can draw upon uh, from this experience uh, that we can uh, we can build that with, and also, depending on how much time we have, right, we may not be able to do a big knockdown drag out uh, thing with uh, three boxes per player <laughs> to get through. So uh, we'll let we'll let uh, the constraints of reality uh, dictate that. That sound good to everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Then we're sweating our asses off. We have talked about all these things that we have to overcome. 
how does this scene in the spin class uh, wrap up for us? Um, the detail that I want to throw out that's very important that also gives us a segue is everybody is sweating and miserable except Doc. And we finally pan up a little bit and see that Doc is sitting cross-legged on the bike seat of his <laughs> of his flying bicycle. He is mm. eating a little like raspberry jam cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, he has deployed two little robot legs that are that are that are uh, pedaling the bike, and so he's just sitting eating the cake. Amazing! <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm so proud of most of you. All right, uh, those of you that uh, didn't take any shortcuts today. <laughs> that that king, the wizard, took everything from me, and I I I. Want to see him dead and in the ground, and I will not rest until I burn the memory of everything that he's ever loved. And if that means smashing that snow globe into the ground, then so help me with my dying breath, I will make this happen. <laughs> would anyone like some cake? <laughs> I can't touch that stuff, dude, but I'm with you. I I'm do. up to my neck in student loans because of that wizard. I you deserve better cake. than this, Brett. I do. You know, sometimes the wizard took everything, everything you've ever loved. Well, just the loans. I mean, Wait. my store, my store, which was full of like many little toys and gizmos. I built a lot of the toys and gizmos again. But I did, did you love my wife? <laughs> Are you saying you love my wife? Wait, did the no, respect did, respectfully no comment? Did the wizard steal your wife? Logically, it doesn't follow. Just because the wizard took everything he loved doesn't mean he loves everything the wizard has. Hey, congratulations. Okay, that logic checks out. That logic checks out. Just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> that, took, that took a lot out of you to acknowledge that she was right about that. You okay over there? You're looking paler than usual. I'm I I don't know I don't even have legs but they're so tired. <laughs> Look, all I know is that anyone that goes in there is going to come out absolutely cursed. We all know this is all the stories. It's it. so we have I have to do something to make sure that we do not do, do you want a wizard's curse? Any of you? No. No, dude. All right. So, does he want it? What? Does he want? Does he want the? I'll take it from him if he wants it. <laughs> okay, that's not. Do you know? Do I need to define the word curse? I'm. Are you just is? Yeah, it's not the ability to curse. It's a being cursed. It's not something you want. All right, I followed that logic. No okay. tracks. Yeah. All right. Uh Yeah. So. If you want to avoid the curse, I guess just follow my lead uh, when we get in there. And I think that's a good point to just cut to us in the first room. (laughs) 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 What does everyone look like as we're entering? What does it look like to enter the wizard's tower? I mean, I got real Castlevania mm-hmm. vibes yeah. from this. Mm-hmm. I Great. I kind of feel like it's a, a low level like cover of a metal album. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like the big tower, a lot of red lightning, mm-hmm. and constantly rolling thunderclouds. 
but also like not in a cool fun way oh yeah that's important yeah yeah real, real stick in the mud stuff yeah with all that in front of in front of us what does the uh the gorgoni octabrinth <laughs> what what is, is it like are there like medusa statues like just standing out in front of the place I think they're like just like Gorgon eyes embedded in the mm. walls. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and they're all in different. They're looking in different directions. Mm-hmm. So you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, fantastic. Where is Doc positioned? How's Doc set up? I think that the so is the castle on the hill or is it in the sky? Oh, this is important. Hmm. That is important, Jules. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, in the sky, and we had to take like a broom bus to get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> there's a regular broom bus. That goes <laughs> a regular, it stops at the Wizard's Tower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> so we we are disembarking from the broom bus, and Doc, what's uh, what's your sitch? Doc has like walked off of the bus, adjusted his suit coat cracks his neck a little bit looks around i think takes out like a smidgen of his fairy dust and blows on it and we kind of see a little bit of magic and we see some flashes of a fairy court but it's primarily just there to illuminate the lasers it's not very pointedly not using it for magic (laughs) and is looking around sees the eyes pauses for a second goes you see this these are gorgon eyes this is a, this is a, a cruel and malicious little toy, and to take down this, you need a toy maker. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Focuser by Neon Beach. And Fearless by Anthony Catacoli. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with part two of Into the Wizard's Tower next week. As usual, we end One Shot with a call to action, and heroes, this one is terrifying and absolutely wild so you may have heard that there was a train derailment in east palestine ohio uh, that is sort of south of youngstown and close to the pennsylvania border well this train derailment uh happened there were a lot of hazardous chemicals on the train itself and instead of trying to clean them up in order to open the rail cars faster or the railroad faster they just burned them off and there is essentially a huge chemical disaster that's happening in eastern Ohio, and it is getting not nearly enough coverage. So your call to action this week is going to be to use whatever platform you have, social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of it. Find stories about this and keep letting people know that this is happening because we have to hold the government accountable for this. You see, there was an almost railway strike not too long ago. And the kinds of protections that could have helped prevent this disaster, well, that was part of what the railway workers were striking for. And the president 
uh, worked with the lobbyists and the rail companies to keep the rails open. And now this is happening and they're deliberately not talking about it, which is horrific and horrible. So in addition to broadcasting news about this story, please also contact your representatives, especially if you listen to this and you live anywhere near eastern Ohio, because the congressional representative for that area is silent about it right now. Uh, This is a horrible disaster, and uh, I encourage you to do whatever you can to help hold those in power accountable who were responsible for this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.